Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. of therapeutic experience, I've come to feel that if I can create the proper climate, the proper relationship, the proper conditions, a process of therapeutic movement will almost inevitably occur in my client. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast. I'm Nick. Alongside with me, as always, is the lovely Dr. Robin Hall. Hello, Nick. You didn't say your last name. You normally say... Did I, just, did I just say you Nick? You just said I'm, I'm Nick, yeah. We've done, I've done that before. Have you? I don't know why. Well, I mean, the, it's the other familiar. time before you called me out too as well, because I usually say. I did. Thomas. I have yeah. zero memory of that. Oh my gosh, That's just guys. your attention to detail. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Which is a good thing in your line <laughs> of work. Scrambled mom egg brains. Scrambled egg mom brain. If okay. you're going to have a doctor as a title, I need you to be consistent. I and know. You are, and you are. Okay, well, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Nick Thomas. For those of you that didn't catch. The one and only. <laughs> the one and only. Um, well, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I am excellent. Yes. I'm very good. It's been a good day. I'm it's, excited for this episode. Yeah. It's a little cloudy outside. That's okay. You know, the raindrops keep falling on my head, but. Uh, <laughs> we actually uh, just got an emergency alert. Yeah. You didn't sing it though. Is that why my phone was yeah. vibrating? Raindrops keep falling on my head. Oh yeah, I do have an emergency alert. Yeah, <laughs> we have a severe thunderstorm warning for central Arizona. Oh wow, currently okay. in effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's monsoon. monsoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pinch yeah. poke you. Yeah, there you go. That's chemistry right there. Ah, uh, so do we have any housekeeping things before we get to it? Oh, always. And, uh, you know, you, you just heard a, a, another clip from Colorado Rogers, uh, actually from the Gloria tapes, Colorado Rogers. But before we uh, dive into that, um, um, you know, you can email us at a couch divided podcast uh, at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, if you want, um, you know, uh, talk to us, uh, leave a comment, uh, talk send about us a message. Yeah, send us a message. Um, we you know, love about talking to you guys. Uh, any questions that you have, uh, we'll try to answer any suggestions of topics that you have. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll always take in consideration. In fact, we, we have got a master a lo- list. Yeah. yeah, we have a master list of everything everybody suggested. So. Well, and even and preparing for the this portion of the our Gloria tape series. Right. I added a couple of episode topics. Yes. So awesome. Yeah, we've got a long roster of things we're going to. Get, yes. get you guys. And you can always catch us on Instagram at a couch divided pod, Facebook under the same name. Yep. And we would love to hear from you. We appreciate you uh, listening still, always sticking with us. <laughs> yeah. You know? And also, thank you guys so much for humoring my classic art, art meme. Oh, yeah. You love it every <laughs> Sunday. Look forward to those things. If you didn't know already, it's me 
Robin. Yes, that is. it has to be. <laughs> Could you really see me? <laughs> I mean, are they not like? Are they not uh, good enough? Like comedy to have come no from a they just comedian. they they just I, I they scream your personality your um a love of british wit <laughs> oh yeah like dry humor yeah and, that's so me and um i love ju- all yeah. things dry so, and sarcastic and it, observation certainly not a bad thing that's so. like totally my jam yeah, yeah <laughs> i love it yeah well i appreciate the love you guys really loved last week's so yes anyway it was really funny Right. Um, also, on that note, send a, send me all of your awesome psychology slash classic art memes. I oh, have a great. huge like folder going in my gallery. And for you, creative type, if you can make one on original, like oh yeah, yourself, That's the best, please. We will definitely post it. Heck yeah, send us send yeah. us all your creations, folks. If you can like do a psychology and a yeah. Christian spin. Yeah. Those are those are the best. It's a bonus. Well and I mean the triple threat is if it's a classic a art, feature work of we... art. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also oh, yeah. included. So hilarious. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So please like share us, talk about us. Our whole goal in this is to be a helpful resource mm-hmm. to Christians. Um Amen. we hope yeah. it's helped so far. And uh, by some of your messages, uh, yeah. we know it has. So uh, praise God for we that. We love those, by the way. And we hope you're edified and uh, continue to are. talk to uh, uh, your community around you about Christ and uh, maybe pick up uh, some wisdom from here along the way. <laughs> Learn how to deal with talking to your community yeah. about Christ. Yeah. Uh, anyway. uh, once we figured it out, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't <laughs> quite mastered that. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so as Nick said, um, we are in our second episode in our Gloria tape series. Yes. Um, and we really didn't even get into tons of the history on the Gloria tapes in general. Um, but you can let us know if you guys are interested in that. Mm-hmm. Like we could do a whole nother, like a sub episode. Oh yeah. I mean, it was an important series. It's really super. Yeah. It's super interesting. Yeah. You know where it comes from anyway. So today we're actually rewinding to start at the beginning of the Gloria tapes, correct? Yeah. yeah part okay. One. So yeah. in front in 1965, mm-hmm. uh, brief overview. In 1965, um, we had three psychologists mm-hmm. meet with a patient, right. the same patient, call her Gloria, as mm-hmm. they called her Gloria. Yeah. Um, and we get to see like three very distinct counseling, mm-hmm. psychotherapeutic approaches to therapy right and so um last last episode we talked about fritz pearls and gestalt therapy Mm -hmm. and we kind of critiqued some awesome sound clips that nick cut for us right um of the man himself in action and then we we gave a critique (laughs) um with a through a christian lens so a rather ornery man or what seemed to be ornery yeah and uh, so i enjoy him very much yes yeah he has some. He had some uh, pearls. I was yeah. say jewels. I don't know what word. But he did have some pearls. Was trying to come out <laughs> of my mouth. Anyway, um, so yeah. So we Gems. started with Fritz because uh, Nick has a a soft spot yeah. <laughs> for uh, Gestalt therapy. So now we're rewinding technically in the order that the Gloria tapes were re- like mm-hmm. produced, right? Um, and like the order of treatment, I guess. Yeah. And we're we're going to be talking about. A Dr. Carl Rogers. Today. Yeah. So that's who you heard right yeah. in the opening clip. Yeah. Um, for those of you guys, like those of you that haven't taken a psych 101 course, right. Yeah. Um, or, ha- you know, haven't heard of Carl Rogers. He is um, 
well, we're going to go through a whole a whole history about him, but he is most well known for his client centered, person centered mm-hmm. right. approach. Yeah. And what did you say? His he had a nickname, right, Nick? It's the big teddy bear. Was yeah. that really like this? Yeah, I, that came from my um, professor's mouth themselves, and that you know you don't always have to trust your professor, but I don't know why she would make that up. <laughs> I mean, that's true. We did not vet that comment, though. If you guys no. want to go, but when you look at him, and I'm you know, regardless, he is sort of kind of a soft smushy uh kind of guy he's very well, tall yeah, he is really tall that's kind of my my impression of him is wow you're so tall not your giant squishy teddy bear oh, oh really because it's like yeah. i think that uh he comes off very nice yes very welcoming very yes very warm and it, it's like you're, you're not feeling threatened by him at all even with his big presence right so, that's true he's not threatening like and after a while it's like all right i'll give you a hug Okay, you know? <laughs> I see that. You know what I mean? like, I kind of like, it. well, this is good. I don't mean this in an insulting way, but like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, like the big. Yeah. Is it Lenny, the one that's yeah, the big one? Or yeah, okay. except, you know, we don't have to take him out Lenny in the pasture. And and oh, Nick. <laughs> I seriously cried for like five I, straight I days. I can never look at a rabbit the same after again. After I read that book. I think I was in seventh grade. I'm and tell I tell you about the rabbits. Oh, he just wanted to pet the rabbits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. yeah, John Steinbeck. Yeah, really, really depressing. And a Christian, though, a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I digress. So, um, I'm gonna kind of go over some uh, basic info, like bi- biographical. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say biogeographical, mm-hmm. biographical information about Doctor Rogers, mm-hmm. and then some basic information about his psychotherapeutic approach before mm-hmm. we like launch into the clips, because I think. It will kind of set the stage well for what we're about to hear. Right. So I love this. Carl Ransom Rogers. Mm. I know. I immediately thought of Summer Yeager's. That's right. Yep. Summer Yeager of Sheologians is actually 37 weeks pregnant today. I just saw online and her baby boy, they're going, his name is Ransom. Yeah. What a cool, I think it's so cool. I love how you said Summer Yeager of Sheologians. It sounded like a a distant country that she's from. (laughs) Oh, I did. Yeah. The men wear kilts. Right. It sounded kind of like a royal, right? Like a royal introduction. Some kind of Gaelic descent kind of thing like that. (laughs) Summer Yeager of Sheologians. Of Sheologians. (laughs) She does come from from a rather, like an academic dynasty anyway. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, a theological dynasty is that a yeah. thing? Did I make that up? I don't Somebody know, else has uh, used that. Well, term we need to before we need okay. to coin it. Back to Doctor Rogers. So, uh, Carl Ransom Rogers mm-hmm. was born in January, actually, of 1902, in Oak Park, Illinois. Right. Okay, and he died in February of 87. Right. So one year after I was born. How? How? When were you born, Nick? 88. Okay. Yeah. So. Two year, wait, mm-hmm. a year before you were born. Yeah. Right. Um, in La Jolla, California. La Jolla. La Jolla. Yep. Sorry. We love, we love La Jolla. Yeah. We were just being ridiculous. Yeah. I know how many people said that. We're so hacky. <laughs> yeah. Don't even so. take us seriously. You can turn, <laughs> you can turn this off. Let's go ahead. I know. Um, <laughs> so he's most known for his contribution to psychology, the mm-hmm. world of psychology. Right. Um, uh, his contribution of non-directive or client-centered approach to psychotherapy. Yeah. So this approach emphasizes or emphasized 
a person-to-person relationship right. between the therapist and the client, the client who determines the course, speed, and duration mm-hmm. of treatment. So right. this actually touches on a bunch of things that Carl Rogers believed, um, and we'll get into it a little bit more. You can really start right. to f- see some of his ideology come out, but we're going to keep moving through the biography part of it. Mm-hmm. So he attended the University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I've never been Wisconsin. there. Have yep. you ever been there? No. I have a... F- I have, I went to school with a girl who was from Wisconsin. Oh, really? No. Nope. Yeah, but I've never been there. They wear food on their I'm heads pretty sure at that football my gr- games. <laughs> cheese, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Isn't it a cheese hat? It's a cheese hat. How, shout out to all our Wisconsin people. Yeah. Oh, we don't know if anyone. I love Norm McDonald. It's like, uh, this, their <laughs> football fans wear food on their heads. <laughs> I, when I think of Wisconsin, I think of cold. Am yeah. I wrong? I don't know, man. I think of Green Bay and then I think of the yeah, cheese. Yeah, I do so. also think of Green Bay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. he <laughs> he attended the University of Wisconsin, but, and you guys will find this hopefully as interesting as I do, mm-hmm. um, his interest in psychology and psychiatry was actually born during his time mm-hmm. at Union Theological Seminary. Yeah, and don't get excited, uh, seminarians, <laughs> <laughs> because it is a... Uh, well, not an orthodox uh, uh, seminary. Um, it is highly uh, skewed in theology. Liberal. You can say liberal if you Very want. Liberal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, which you guys will, I mean, once we kind of start going through his, the theory, like the ideation that drove his theories, mm-hmm. um, you'll see that come out. You can, you right? can. If it, this, I have no clue if he was a professing believer or not. At any no. point, I mean, uh, he attended a seminary, so you know. I do remember uh, one of my professors talking about that such thing, and I forgot what she said. My professor happened to be a Christian. I went to GCU, um, but she was a, a highly unorthodox as well. So <laughs> I went to GCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Not no. union. Not not, not union, union. But I, I'm not. I, I'm, GCU nowadays is no. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's right, like right. union. <laughs> most most universities are quite liberal. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, this. If you guys are interested in it, you can Google Union Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. Been around a long time, and they've kind of always had a more liberal bent. And you can mm-hmm. take a look at mm-hmm. some of the. Now, stuff there. It's not even bent nowadays. It's just full blown, like heresy. slumped over. Yeah. They got uh, rheumatoid arthritis. There is no <laughs> bending it back. Uh, <laughs> it oh, just needs to close. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Broken. Yeah. Um, it's broken. Yeah. So, okay. He attended school at this theological seminary Mm -hmm. for a couple of years. um, And then when he left the seminary, he got a master's and a PhD from Columbia Mm -hmm. Teachers University. Mm -hmm. I think his PhD was in 1931. Yeah. So eventually he, well, while completing his doctoral program, Mm -hmm. he studied um, children. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to trip over that. He studied children at the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children in mm-hmm. Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually he would become the agency's director, actually. So um, his first work, like his first book that he published, was called The Clinical Treatment of the Problem Child, mm-hmm. which, of course, was born out of his experience working right. with children. And he published that in 1939. Um and I am thinking of that movie with John Ritter, which Prob- Problem Child. With oh, with John. Head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <sighs> One <Yeah>. and two. <laughs> we just watched Prey this weekend. Did, oh, really? did you see it? No. Oh man. No. 
I can't talk about it because that's what the rest of this episode will be about. Right. But um, I've, been, I've been watching Better Call Saul, and I'm oh yeah, same. Oh my goodness. I'm so sad anyway, that it's getting ready to end. For Anyways. those of you who are like lovers of the Predator universe, I enjoy them, but I wouldn't call myself like a, a fan. No, I mean I've seen them all. My husband knows a lot more of the yeah. like canon and lore. Uh, yeah. It was an it was an enjoyable movie, but it was so absurd. I can't I can't really even comment on the absurdity of it. So <laughs> it was very enjoyable though. Yeah. So if like you want an action packed movie, now you know how she feels about Carl Runners. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh right, it's absurd. No, Carl... It's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> But way more clothes yes. on Carl Rogers, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> um, so in the in early 1940, he became a professor of clinical psychology at Ohio State University. Yeah. Go Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote and published his second book there mm-hmm. called Counseling and Psychotherapy. So this is where we kind of first see this idea emerge from Carl Rogers and be published. So we're going to move into the psychotherapeutic like the actual theory so yeah i hope this is interesting i find it so interesting (laughs) right um rogers eventually moved to uh, a professorship at the university of chicago Mm -hmm. it was like mid 1940s through late 1950s and while he was there he established a counseling center that was connected with the university and condu- conducted studies there. Okay. He wanted to determine the effectiveness of the methods that he was proposing. So mm-hmm. he published findings of those studies and his theories in client-centered therapy, mm-hmm. which from 1951, and then psychotherapy and personality change in 1954. Okay. So um, I don't. We don't even need to get into like he had lots of other professorships all over the place. In the 1960s, he moved to La Jolla, and that's where he helped to found and become a resident fellow of the Center for Studies of the Person. Okay, mm-hmm. um, And he did write a couple more books, but that, in a nutshell, is the life, the biographical information of around the life of... Uh, the life of Dr. Carl Rogers. Dr. Rogers, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think before we go back to the rest of the first clip, yeah. Nick... Um, let's run through like the assumptions, the foundations of his psychological theory. Right. So Rogers really agreed with the main assumptions that, um, are argued by Maslow, Abraham Maslow. Does that name sound Mm -hmm. familiar? Yeah. The hierarchy of needs. needs. Right. Okay. So I thought it would be kind of fun just to go through them really quick. Mm -hmm. So most of you guys have probably seen this or heard this. I, I even recall in elementary and middle school getting some, version of this hierarchy yeah i've seen it in all i've seen it uh, uh, spread across all kinds of uh, different scenarios actually i used to do a prison ministry Mm -hmm. um and in this prison ministry they were passing around the book uh uh, this uh, particular book that me and my brother ended up doing and it was about um uh, restoration in business and uh, they even had maslow's there uh, pertaining to business and then uh you know a, a redemption as well so they mingled um uh, something uh, so a guy ended up going to jail for embezzlement 
um, um, and uh, ended up finding Christ in jail. Yeah. Started using his knowledge and business for good. Sure. <laughs> and then created this kind of thing. Now, I don't know if it comports, it, it actually doesn't comport with Christianity, but he, he, he commingled the two. He co- so he commingled yeah. Christianity and Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah, uh, for business ventures. Afterwards. <sighs> That's <laughs> yeah. a complicated yeah. triad there. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, for those of you guys that aren't familiar, and even those of you that are, We'll give you a nice little summary. So Maslow's hierarchy is a five-tier model of human needs. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, most simplified, basic, sumerical. Sumerical? Is that a word? Hmm. Sumerative. sumerative. It is now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, description of the hierarchy. So it's often depicted as a pyramid. That's how I first remember. Mm -hmm. I remember also like like nutritionists borrowing this and doing like a food pyramid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Except you're not trying to self actualize. No, and it's also totally incorrect. Like it's really not accurate at all. It's not great. Um, Anyway, so the five tiers of the hierarchy are uh, all relate to human needs, right? So the the bottom tier. Um, is physiological needs, mm-hmm. then comes safety needs, then above that, love and belonging, mm-hmm. above that, esteem, mm-hmm. and then above that, self-actualization. Mm-hmm. So it's a bottom-up model, right, from the ground up, which means the previous level of needs must be satisfied before you can start seeking to satisfy the needs in the next level, mm. or before you should start seeking to satisfy those right. needs. Um, physiological Needs are air, food, water, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. Mm-hmm. Sex gets put here, put here too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call Fui on that as a Christian. Mm-hmm. This is clearly based in an evolutionary that, framework. And it's categorical, to, or categorical distinctions of the human condition of what, yes, I mean, a Christian wouldn't deny that we need some of these things. Sure. In fact. But where's Christ on this yeah, list? Where's the preeminence of God? Where's the uh, picking up your cross? Where's the, the day-to-day where it says, you know, like, uh, today's suffering says you ain't going to get any of those. And what are you going to do now? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and sometimes you didn't do anything and you're still not getting, you know, those what needs met. you could even strive for it. What happens to the human condition when these needs are met um, and f- and they're not met uh, for any reason other than the fact that they just didn't come? You right, know? right. I mean, you didn't do anything. They're unmet. You know? They're unmet. Yeah, they're you know? unmet. Yeah. Because of just the circumstances of life, not right. even bad choices. Right, right. And so, like a true, like being like the victim of circumstance. So, right? this could be like sort of like, hey, you know, this is here, you know, general wisdom for maybe general circumstances, but it's not a pursuit of life. That's right. for sure. And a lot of people uh, view this that way. Sure, sure, sure. So, I will also say this, like hierarchy being. <sighs> Being true, especially as it was originally presented by Maslow, is largely like unaccepted in psychology. Oh, well, nowadays. Yeah. Well, I mean, be- nowadays we prim- we take a primarily behavioral, cognitive behavioral approach, mm-hmm. and that's not at all what yeah. what humanistic therapy for, is. For some reason, you see Maslow's um, uh, pyramid show up, and I'm going to say this again, in businesses, sure, uh, venture capitalists, uh, I think that way, uh, gyms, and things like, it's used for 
those kinds of purposes. I, I see gym teachers and things like that talk about um, self-actualization. Oh, do you? Well, working out oh, and if a, you're okay. like a health nut and things like sure, that, you're very... psychology. Yeah, 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 sports psychology. The power I, of positive thinking. Yeah, I, I, I see that all the time. It's so, you know, it's it's not in its natural environment as it used to be, but it's very, very prevalent in the sure. culture and other things. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, so allow me to like, amend what I... In, in terms of like psychologists especially research psychologists Mm -hmm. that are study actually studying this stuff Mm -hmm. um we you know there's a lot of dissension around this being being you know really accurate or at least generalizable to you know people so anyway um and we know like right away god like you know is not in this at all anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's a big problem yeah. for us as Christians. Now, you know, it's like uh, you, you see the self-actualization. I remember Christ saying, you know, and he's talking about sin and pretty much, you know, everybody chastising him at this point. He's talking about sin and he's claiming himself to be the truth. And he goes, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And he goes, and what truth will you know? Well, Christ, but specifically he's talking about sin. You will know the truth about you. And it ain't self-actualization. Right. No, it's, no. Uh, we'll get to that actually. It's a need we'll, for repentance. Need yeah. for repentance, yeah. yeah. So um, safety me- refers to personal security, employment, mm-hmm. resources, like, you know, availability of resources, mm-hmm. um, health, and then property. Mm-hmm. You can hear me turn my notebook page here. I like the sound effect. <laughs> natural it reminds me of being in school um love and belonging so that refers to friendship Mm -hmm. need for friendship intimacy Mm -hmm. family and a sense of connection with other people again (laughs) scripture tells us like that we are part of a universal body Mm -hmm. right of believers and that we are built for connection i mean Oh, yeah. We're actually we built it. to be in relationship with God. Otherwise, why would there be so many affirmations to encourage one another sure. or to uh, pick up each other's burdens? Right. Uh, to simply say, I love you. Things like that. We need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is solitary confinement such a punishment? Yeah. Right. Um, esteem is the next level. And that refers to respect. I'm guessing both self, self-respect and respect for other people. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. Mm-hmm. And then self-actualization, which really leads us back into Rogers, uh, refers to the desire to become the most that one can be. Oh, sorry. Gag me. It sounds like an army slogan. <laughs> be all, be all you, you can, can be. be. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers. I'm sorry. I, sn- be the I most. snorted. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. I do it all the time. Okay. So Rogers, like we, I was saying, he took this as a foundation. Yeah. And he added to it that in order for a person to quote unquote grow, Mm -hmm. right? Like make, yeah, grow as a, grow as a person, grow towards self-actualization. Right. They need an environment that Mm -hmm. provides the following things for them. Mm -hmm. Genuineness, which Mm -hmm. really refers to openness and self-disclosure on the part of the therapist. Mm -hmm. Acceptance. So also on the part of the therapist, um, the client experiences being seen with unconditional positive regard because the therapist sees them with right. unconditional positive regard. And then the third one is empathy. So as the client being listened to and understood. So Rogers always used the term client. He did never use the term patient. He didn't mm. like it. So um, I'm doing it. <laughs> 
but I'm not trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So, well, you, the thing is, you know, in a professional atmosphere, I've adopted the word client without even considering why. It's just a because I, I think of clinical and client and, and all it, these things are synonymous with each other. So I'm like, all right, you know, I think uh, a lot of um, a lot. Well, I think lots of different people in clinical practice have, you know, their their own opinion about this. Mm-hmm. But I, like I've talked with people who tend to call people who are like unlocked inpatient units who are hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Right. Or in long-term treatment facility type settings as right. patients, you know, and, and and to me, you know, you it's know, like, people who aren't yes as client exactly. To me, when I'm addressing somebody or when I'm spending time with them, I'm not I'm not calling them client or patient right, in the first anyway. place. I'm calling them by their name, right? But when in a professional atmosphere, when I'm needing to write the things down, record keeping, or I'm talking to a coworker, and we have certain terminology, I don't care what I use. I'm a Calvinist, right? But I'm a Christian. Right. And generally, I say Christian. But if somebody asks me the particulars, I'm going to say Calvinist. Yeah, of course. So that's kind of how I treat the word. It's not offensive to, for me to say client or patient <coughs> or that I need to consider or that I'm being influenced by these words in any way to treat somebody right. else different. So, again, as a Christian, we... Understand the objective reality. Right. <laughs> well, and we, we understand that, like, the only label that really, really ultimately matters right. is redeemed... Mm-hmm. Or not, right? Or in not. Christ yeah. or Adam. Born again or not. Yeah. So yeah. um in Adam, in Christ. Yeah. Right. Um, so Rogers would go on to add to this mm-hmm. theory that without these three things, right? The genuineness, acceptance, and empathy, that uh relationships and healthy personalities will not develop the way that they should. Mm-hmm. So that that's where you get into his theory of personality. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, but it's been a while. So psychological theory, right, consists of, not, like, it's not just psychotherapeutic theory, right, mm-hmm. modality. The theory that is under underneath the psychotherapeutic principle mm-hmm. explains how personality develops and how psychopathology develops. Mm. Otherwise, it's not a theory, right? You have to, it has to try and offer an explanation about why somebody behaves the way they do, why their personality develops the way that it does, and then why it, like, what what causes the abnormality or the distortion or the dysfunction piece. So Thinking of operate conditioning and... <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and conditioning so and that's like that's that. your yeah. like i mean if we were going to call it first wave that would be like yeah. your first wave yeah. behaviorism exactly. you yeah. know watson yeah. like all of skinner Who, uh, skinner's dog uh, what was it pavlov's, the dog? Uh, pavlov's yeah. not skinner's yeah pavlov's dog yeah uh-huh. that's a yeah i kept wanting to say uh, laszlo <laughs> why and, and i think i don't know why laszlo the maslow whatever yeah like probably um Pavlo. anyway so uh, Rogers also believed that every person could, like, was capable. I can, <laughs> Nick, if you guys could see Nick's <laughs> expression. Yeah, I look so disappointed. <laughs> he's giving me the, he's giving like such side eye right at this. Sorry. So Rogers believed that every person could, right, or was capable of achieving their goals, wishes, and desires in life when, or rather, if they did so. This was when self-actualization took place. Uh, see, if your goal is to be a Walmart greeter, I'm thinking that you can accomplish that at any time in life. It doesn't matter what age or, you know, things. But 
No, you want to be an NBA star. Yeah. <laughs> you better start young and you may not get it. <laughs> so, so my, okay, like that's interesting that that's the first thing that comes to your mind. The first thing that comes to my mind is if I was in a car accident at 10 years old and I suffered a spinal cord injury mm. that severed the lower part of my my like neural network mm. and I'm paralyzed no amount of any of those things genuineness acceptance or empathy are going to help me like move to a place where I have like full mm. physiological ability yeah. um and this is where the image of god comes in right and the objective nature on that i'm sure rogers even spoke to this <clears throat> this because i'm sure this criticism yeah. came up i have no idea what he said to it but that is immediately what i think is this like this is all existential there's right. no practical application no at like to yeah. this at all first of all he'll say i'm speaking generally and then the course of action yeah. is when he's pressed with the things that we were just uh, talking about is that whatever situation that you're in and have to deal with that's where you know from the overflow of that that's where you go and achieve your goals and here's the thing i don't necessarily disagree with that virtue because i believe in sovereignty of god too as well now he may put desires in my heart and he grants the desires of my heart as long as they're according to his will sure you'll find your yes delight right? yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of yeah, your heart exactly um, uh, but he also says that, uh, you know, what kind of father would, you know, if his son asked for an egg would give him a scorpion. Right. Uh, how many times do we actually ask for scorpions though and not know it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so a lot of the times we get our no because we are asking for those things that, uh, and, and dangerous. So we have to understand that our goals need to be predicated upon the will of God and, and they need to be Christ focused, right? not self-focused. And then God governs them. He may bring you to them. You may take it away kind of thing. Right. The thing is, who are you and how do you go forward regardless? Right. You know what I mean? yeah. Where is your identity? Right. Mm -hmm. Centered, founded, based. Right. Um, so Rogers rejected the deterministic nature of, of both psychoanalysis and behaviorism. Of course he did. Yeah, he was free will. Or, um, yeah. And maintained that we have... Um, that we behave as we do because of the way that we perceive our situation. Mm. So like this is extreme, it's very present focused, which is another thing that you guys will notice in the clips that we play. Um, he's not the issue, even that he's dealing with, with Gloria is like a, a currently occurring issue. Mm. It's not, it's not really, it's not and historical at all. It's happening right now in mm -hmm. Gloria's life. Um, so that's what I mean when I say pr like present focused, present centered, mm -hmm. um, and not focused, not future oriented mm -hmm. or historically oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, if, if we behave the way that we, if behavior is just a result of how we are perceiving each situation that we find ourselves in, um, because no one else can know how we are perceiving that situation better than we do, that leads him to the conclusion that we are the best experts on ourselves. And this is kind of the like, the like mic drop I wanted to get to because you guys will see this in the sound clips that we have from, from this portion of the Gloria tapes. And um, I don't think we've said this yet, this episode we did in the last you guys can go on YouTube and watch these for free if you feel so inclined. They're all there. Oh, yeah. Carl Rogers, Gloria Tapes. You, you put that in the search, a lot It'll of things come will right pop up. up. Yeah. yeah. And each uh, session is like 
what, 30 about to 40 minutes? About 30 minutes. Uh, it, so each session is 30 minutes long, and there's always an intro. So you'll get about 45 minutes, you know, worth of content material. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So foundationally, Rogers believed that human beings really have one motive, and that is the tendency towards self-actualization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as Christians. Did you ever consider false perception? We, <laughs> as Christians, we know the truth, the reality, the objective reality is mm-hmm. that our human nature is what, Nick? Yeah, that of a sinful disposition. Right, yeah. is a fallen. It's total depraved. It's, uh, totally depraved. It's yeah. fallen. We mm-hmm. are without God's grace and the gift of faith to believe in him. Mm-hmm. We are haters of God, rebels, mm-hmm. right? And we don't want him in our knowledge. We, we fail to him. give him thanks. We're given over right. to a debased mind. Now, all we that, still yeah. know him because... God also says that his law is written somewhere, right? So our heart. the the works of the law testify to the fact that our conscience knows it's good. Exactly. You know, uh, there's a debate on whether Perfect or not the law test. is written or the works of the law is written. I you know gotcha. what I mean? So the outcome uh, of that and either whatever stance that you take, there is something in you that understands God's design for his individual right. attributes are for us to perceive, right? Right. All glory, all all creation sings of His yeah. glory, right? Right. There, you can't exist in God's universe without acknowledging, at some level, mm-hmm. a perfect Creator. So if I were to have to, <coughs> if if I were to have to critique Rogers right here, philosophically, right? Because um, I can see how we could come up with this. You know, if everything is about perception, right? Then why create a psychological approach at all without understanding that your own method are just your perception? <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure somebody asked him something like something that at, at some point. So I have to understand his view of human nature in order to understand That's this. That's right. And, and his, his view of human nature, whatever, we actually don't need the specifics. Yeah. We, we can gather enough mm-hmm. From the theory to make some inferences and assumptions about what did he think about us metaphysically? And then maybe I can give him the benefit of doubt of what he's saying. But no, right. This is he he is not. This is the exact opposite. His Mm -hmm. theory is exactly the opposite of what scripture teaches us about human nature and about our disposition to God without God, Mm -hmm. without his intervention, without Christ, Mm -hmm. without us, you know, salvific faith, saving faith. So. Um, I thought it would be kind of fun now just cause we have like a, a like foundation to go through a few quotes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I find them amusing. Okay. Carl Raj Rogers, the Carl, Roger, the Raj, the Raj. <laughs> we'll just call him the Raj. <laughs> when a person realizes he has been deeply heard, his eyes moisten. I think in some real sense, he is weeping for joy. It is though he were saying, thank God somebody heard me. Someone knows what it's like to be me. Okay. Hmm. There's some truth kernels into that. Right? Oh, okay. So this speaks to the fact that we are designed to be in relationship with people, mm-hmm. that we feel loneliness and mm-hmm. disconnected. And, and when we feel like we are being loved, right? Right. it feels amazing. Oh, yeah. 
It's wonderful. Yeah, we were designed to right. experience that. It's, uh, oxytocin everywhere. <laughs> uh, I feel that way sometimes when I pick up a child uh-huh. or something like that. Um, but it's good to be acknowledged, right? Uh, it's nice um, to be acknowledged. Uh, uh, us as Christians do not deny such things. However, we do deny the pursuit of those things holistically as the point of anything. Or as a cure uh, either. Yeah, or or as cure a, also. Yeah, as the remedy. But mm-hmm. um, sometimes, I mean, it does say in the Proverbs, you know, a timely word is like, the, the, you know, the honey to the honey soul. Honey to the soul, yeah. yeah. We're, we are yeah. built to be in relationship with each other. We are built to be like components, working components, integri- in, intimately connected working components yeah. of and, a body. And I love that proverb because it's not just about encouragement. It's not just about... Um, you know, a, a love from another, though it is, it does explain that, but it's also the proper time to pour it out. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like complete despair. And all of a sudden you get a knock on the door and you see the greatest smile from your friend who says, I love you. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, man, I really needed that. I today. needed that smile. And it's better than when you don't need it and you get it, though you appreciate it. But right. you know. <laughs> And I'm not trying to say that uh, we should, uh, hey, only say you love me when I'm uh, when I'm angry or when I'm sad. There's just something about a timely matter. And this is why the Lord's providence and sovereignty is so great, Mm -hmm. because he will let you go through trials and he will speak to you. I'm with you. I love you. I'm never. But you're never alone. Yeah. yeah, But you're never alone. Never alone. Um, And then also. Because uh, we will feel alone sometimes in right, our sufferings, right. he brings that timely word to us. Yep. Um, and I've just experienced that this last week, you know what I mean, uh, awesome. it, without going into detail. But is that timely word right. that I needed, um, or, I'd, or I, I didn't I lo- consider that I needed it at the time right. when I needed it, but I'm like, wow, I I'm love, restored. <laughs> I love those moments so much because yeah. they're so sweet to the soul. They're so refreshing and mm-hmm. like they're so personal. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, it feels like they exist between you and mm-hmm. the Lord and the other person, the mm-hmm. person that brings a smile. So if I had to be client centered like Carl Runners and think like a Christian, I'm most likely going to discern an opportunity when that timely word is sure. appropriate. Now, I'm, I, I can't say that I could understand that objectively because I don't really, I mean, I'm not that other person. But I'm going to rely on the fact that I can empirically notice things. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, through the most part. Or if not, I can ask and gauge in my experience to, you know, what's the, what's the kind of encouragement that this person needs at this point? Sure. You know, edification. You're talking mm-hmm. about reading the room. That's, right. That's how I simply put it. Yeah. And I don't, there's nothing wrong with being strategic when you're discussing anything with anyone, mm-hmm. right? Being polite, being strategic, being aware that like reading, reading their body language, reading whether or not they're open to it, they're terrified of what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. It can be helpful, but the the area where this becomes a slippery slope is if we allow noticing those things mm. to impact whether or not like what we should be doing, which is calling somebody to repentance, mm. right? Or directing them to scripture mm-hmm. rather than like not calling them out on their mm-hmm. sin. Sim, yeah. So <clears throat> yes, should we be loving? Absolutely. Should we be warm as often as possible? Yeah. Right. So non judgmental, all that whole thing. Right. With the objective reality of sometimes we do need to. Well, so, and if you really are, if you're counseling someone 
in love, that should be that should permeate how you behave. Mm-hmm. Also, regardless of how they respond, mm-hmm. which might not be great. Mm-hmm. So um, there are lines, but you'll know those, right? Yeah. Um. So this is another. This is just more of like a. It's so in line with like our wokey culture. Uh, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, yep. This is Carl Rogers. Um, I think we should hit it, Nick. Yep. Uh, and once Explaining more of his environment. And the yeah, so this center. is like, this is our first piece of the, yeah. the Gloria tape for you guys. May I ask, what is this climate? What, what are these conditions? Uh, will they exist in the interview with the woman I'm about to talk with whom I've never seen before? Well, let me try to describe very briefly what these conditions are as I see them. First of all, one question is, can I be real in the relationship? This uh, has come to have an increasing amount of importance to me over the years. I feel that um, Genuineness is another way of describing the quality I would like to have. Uh, I like the term congruence, by which I mean that what I'm experiencing inside is present in my awareness and comes out through my communication. In a sense, when I have this quality, I'm, I'm all in one piece in the relationship. Um, there's another word that describes it for me. I feel that in the relationship, I would like to have a transparency. I would be quite willing for my client to see all the way through me, that there would be nothing, nothing hidden. And when I'm real in this fashion that I'm trying to describe, then I know that uh, my own feelings will, will often bubble up into awareness and be expressed, but be expressed in ways that won't impose themselves uh, on my client. <laughs> well, congratulations, Carl Rogers. <laughs> uh-huh. so well, you figured it out, didn't you? You like <laughs> what you guys just heard him talking about are characteristics or like developed skills of mm. the therapist. So, in in his opinion, right, the magic of therapy, mm. and this is supported actually. I mean, they don't use terminology like magic, but. One of the high predictors of like good therapeutic outcome is the therapeutic relationship that is established. Mm-hmm. So the that's what Rogers is talking about. He's talking about um, as the therapist. I'm sorry, it's so it's just so ridiculous. Uh, as the therapist, being so authentic, right? Um, your internal environment. that matching being congruent, he uses the term congruence with how you, every, everything about you, your outside to your body language, your words, your behavior. Um, And so he's describing characteristics in himself, Mm -hmm. right? That he works towards in any number of ways, I'm guessing Mm -hmm. Um, so that he can provide the therapeutic environment, right? The, the relationship ambiance that's necessary for growth to take place in mm-hmm. someone else. So that's what he is talking about. Again, you can see right away why that's just and not, it's not, I mean, it's not Christian. You can see that right. it's not found, like foundationally Christian. Right. And so, you know, 
as a good old precept, I need to know where he stands on what is real and what is not, what is a delusion, what is not, what is true and what is false. But then, you know, I think in the scripture of, uh, you know, um, obviously the heart is desperately sick and wicked. Right. Right. Above all things. Right. Um, and the, it also says it's the Lord who weighs the intention. And so sometimes I, I think about, you know, if I were to really want to be transparent, even if I think I am, oh, yeah. there is a hindrance in there. First of all, I know that you're not going to see all of me. Sure. Even if I claim and have a genuine heart to reveal such things, you're just not going to do it. Only because I don't know all of me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> However, I can be as real and genuine as I can. Um, but even in that, my purest intentions are still corrupted. Yeah, and, I think it just doesn't sit right. Like yeah. when you have a true understanding of like human nature, right? Mm-hmm. Like the actual etiology of human mm-hmm. behavior. And, um, and we Christians, thought, we have to think like that. Yeah. So that gives us go, well, given that circumstance, then what do we do? Right. How do we approach it? Because I still have to live. I still have to communicate. Right. And I still have to, you know. So principally, engage. right. What are the principles here? Mm-hmm. He wants to be honest mm-hmm. and authentic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Like, yes, of course. You, mm-hmm. Yes. Because God calls us to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you are honest, then you will be authentic. Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> um, that that's a great principle. Um, being. I, I don't know what transparency, vulnerability, like unafraid of vulnerability. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, uh, he, he, basically, he wants the counselee to look at him and go, this is an authentic Rogers. Yeah. I don't mind. He doesn't look like a liar. He's certainly not lying to me about who he is. Then maybe I can reflect that and and let him know who I am. Okay. Um, Well stated probably Nick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good little summary of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, At least that's what I hope he's wanting to achieve. If it's client centered and he's talking about himself, it always has to go back to them. Sure. Right, right, right. So the, right. The idea there is like through, working through all of my own crap, right. right, as a therapist and dealing with it all and mm-hmm. fully, like, mm-hmm. not being afraid of it, mm-hmm. not being afraid of, and not being unaware of really anything, I guess, mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like, working towards self-actualization yourself. Christ says take the log out of your that, eye before you open your mouth. Right. But, you know. <laughs> that gives you, like, the therapeutic environment necessary. Mm-hmm. That's what Rogers is saying. Right. So that's what he's aspiring to do here. Yeah. And I don't necessarily disagree with those things. Like I said, I was like, Chris tells you to pull the log out. So it it's not about exploring yourself or knowing yourself holistically, though that no. is a good thing um, as far as, you know, the image uh, bearing uh, of God, right. what is in you and things like Who that. Who are you in light of Christ? But Christ also, he really made a big emphasis on this. He says, take the log out of your eye. Yeah. Don't be a hypocrite. That is how you can be objective in correction right. and um, um, and edification and things like that right. too as well. Right. You know, hey, you really shouldn't cheat on your wife. At the same time, I'm cheating on my wife, but I'm telling somebody not to. Right. And I'm going to give them the best counsel, right? Right. I'm actually committing this in that they're committing. Hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. And as soon as that person finds out, even though they received my counsel and took it in stride, right. completely devastated. Yeah, totally devastated. What happens when you have, you know, when you're sitting in a congregation and you find out the pastor is 
and doing things right. that actually expel him for being a pastor. Right. It's devastating. It's so devastating. It's the worst thing that can happen. Sometimes it destroys churches and they close doors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It destroys things. Yeah, and so it's extremely traumatic. Hypocrisy is one thing I would tell the, the Christian not to engage in if, uh, right. uh, when they start counseling people. If you're going to be real at all, make sure you're above reproach. Right. So, like, this isn't... This isn't us trying to like extend perfectionism standards, like in order for you to be counseling people. And it is also possible that you may be engaging in sin and not realize like the hypocrisy. No, it's just but the objective doctrine right, you know, that you we know, strive for. I yep. guess like just the advice there like would be the same advice to any Christian. Like if you're in scripture mm-hmm. constantly, if you're in fellowship with other believers... It speaks bluntly. It's black and white. You're, yeah. you're going to be taking care of those things. If you're praying, right? If you're doing mm-hmm. doing the things to nurture your relationship mm-hmm. with. I mean, not that it's it's not work based, works based. That's all for you. I mean, that's, that's Maslow's uh, uh, salvation or soteriology. That's it's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's not works based. Um, yeah, so... I thought that was a good, you want to move forward? Yeah, we can one? keep moving forward. Now, this next clip uh, uh, here is actually when they meet. So you hear Gloria's name, Gloria's voice. And you see right off the bat that Carl Rogers here is already starting his therapeutic uh, techniques, even upon the meet and greet. Yeah, his approach. Yeah, yeah. Good morning. Hello, I'm Dr. Dr. Rogers. You must be Gloria. Yes, I am. Let's have this chair. Well, uh, we have half an hour together, and I really don't know what we'll be able to make of it, but uh, I hope we can make something of it. I'd be glad to know whatever concerns you. Well, I'm right now I'm nervous, but mm-hmm. I feel more comfortable the way you're talking in a low voice, and I don't feel like you'll be so harsh on me. Now, that seems very basic, right? <laughs> like, it's just a hello, and it's like, you know, I hope we can achieve something which is real, yeah. right? But trust me, it's his approach that's yeah. actually being played. It's oh, not it's, yes. it may sound like even somebody, you know, just even listening to this podcast would say to somebody, sure. you know, what I mean, within a half hour's meet and greet uh, or <laughs> knowing that you only have a half hour. I don't know, I'm not sure what you're going to be able to accomplish. Oh yeah. But we'll try. Right. That's him being understanding o- uh, being authentic. Being authentic, being genuine. And like we only have half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I don't know you yet, mm-hmm. so I have no... This is our first and only session together. I don't know how you right. will utilize... Now, now uh, check this out. Minutes. So, you know, just upon the meet and greet, he's already snapping into psychologist. Oh, but yeah. what it sounds like is this is how we would interact at dinner. Probably. As well. Exactly. Oh, he's real yeah. at dinner? But no, this is how he thinks about the human condition. Yes. So this is how, like, this is how... Dr. Rogers is seeking to live his entire life. Right. Right. Can totally congruent. Like it's scripture to him. Right. From, you know, whether he's acting in a professional capacity or he's just being a human being. Mm -hmm. Right. This is why I always ask the metaphysical question. What do you think about people? Right. What are they? Who are they? It's It's so important. And I don't even informs everything. I was like, I don't even think you have a basis to do counseling. Right. Without that kind of epistemology. Well, yeah. we, yes, you and I would definitely agree. Yeah. About yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you like, it does seem pretty straightforward for those of you guys that listen to our Fritz Pearls, uh, episode, you can see like a striking difference, mm-hmm. right? Right away in the way that Rogers is interacting mm-hmm. with Gloria 
versus the way that he did, which was much more abrupt, very direct. You might, some people might even feel like aggressive Mm -hmm. even. Um, And that's just the total opposite of what we're getting from Carl. And I think it's an important note that you made. You do expect that this is how he would speak to anyone at any time Mm -hmm. in any context, which again, now that we've talked about his uh, theory, it really is in line with what he believes about people. About about people, about the environment around him, about what he's observed himself, which does mean it's perception. Yeah. And that means his whole approach is subjective. Is subjective. Which I think he would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got another one here. Uh, Well, the main thing I... uh, I want to talk to you about is uh, I'm just newly divorced and uh, I had gone in therapy before and I felt comfortable when I left and all of a sudden now the biggest change is adjusting to my single life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things that bother me the most is especially men and having men to the house and how it affects the children and the biggest thing I want, the thing that keeps coming to my mind I want to tell you about is I have a daughter nine who at one time I felt I had a lot of emotional problems and I wish I could stop shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm real conscious of things affecting her. I don't want her to get upset. I don't want to shock her. I want so bad to, for her to accept me. Mm-hmm. And we're real open with each other, especially about sex. And the other day she saw a girl that was single but pregnant and she asked me all about can girls get pregnant if they're single and the conversation was fine and I wasn't at ease at all with her until she asked me if I'd ever made love to a man since I've left her daddy and I lied to her and ever since that it keeps coming up to my mind because I feel so guilty lying to her because mm-hmm. I never lie and I want her to trust me mm-hmm. and I want I almost want an answer from you I want you to tell me if it will affect her wrong if I told her the truth or what and, and it's this concern about her and the fact that you really aren't that this open relationship that has existed between you now you feel is kind of yes I feel damaged. like I have to be on guard about that uh-huh. because I remember when I was a little girl when I first found out my mother and father made love it was dirty and terrible and mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. like her anymore mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. and I don't want to lie to Pammy either and I don't know and you sure wish I could give you the answer as to what you should tell her I was afraid you were going to say that Barf. She sounds like she grew up in a Catholic background. Yeah, so this is the most annoying thing about Rogers to me. Well, I mean, the fact that he isn't a Christian just usurps his entire theory, really, in my opinion. But I'm uh, I'm, I'm a little more irritated at Gloria in this case. But yeah, yeah, I know it's centered around Rogers here, and we will. Right. I'm a little bit more irritated in her. I I was like, what what got into your mind where you think that the psychotherapist is is the priest that you confess to? And he he gives you the penance. Yeah, well, that is, I mean, you like, I think that's a good representation kind of of how that feels yeah. i mean as a protestant i don't even a protestant i don't even believe that a precedent yeah that, a that precedent. a priest can actually do that but i mean well, right but no, no, no. you know what i mean it that's what it sounds like yeah i can see how it's it, like she's confessing you know like a, yeah. a roman catholic kind of theme yeah. mm-hmm. um so this is the most annoying thing in my my opinion about rogers and i remember the first time that i watched these in i don't remember actually where I was it was in school mm-hmm. I remember yeah. being so annoyed yeah like, so annoyed like what are you what 
Give, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you had those like those <laughs> angst too as well. Oh my gosh! I was sitting next to a young lady who uh, we were learning about postmodernism. Uh, uh-huh. You know the approach, and everybody in the class was just like shaking their head. Oh yeah, this Ugh. is cool. And, and like I kind of looked at her and I go, "This is bullcrap." <laughs> and then yeah. she goes, "Yeah, I just I don't get it." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is stupid. Like she says, "There's oh no gosh. truth." Is that true? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I would love your guys' reactions to that. Like if you felt found that it was, you know, annoying, I, irritating at all. So I don't, I cannot stand that he doesn't give her direction. Mm-hmm. But there, well, that is very intentional on his part. It is like a hallmark of this kind of therapy. Yeah. The client has everything they need mm-hmm. themselves, I mean, right? Because they're the best expert on themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're the they're the best person to inform decisions that will lead to self-actualization, right? I mean, he did beat around the bush. I sure wish I sure that I wish. could give you the answer because right. it sounds like that's what you're fishing for. Uh-huh. But I will help you seek your own, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And, you know, like... I don't just, know that I believe that he really wishes that he could give her the well, answer. Well, I, I, I don't... Yes. I, I really sometimes, don't know that I believe that he really Well, wishes. I bet he's built with people uncorrigible. Uh, just so, uh, uh, just so curmudgeoned that yeah. when they left, I wish they would just do it. Just do it. Right. Oh. Forget about your little pity party and just do it. How many, how many psychologists have said that anyway? You know well. what I mean? <laughs> um, like just about near all of them, at least with one person. You know what I mean? Well, um, you're, you're human. Yeah. Right. But the uh, part of the point of that is that you are supposed to have your, your response in check. Right, your stuff right. in check. Well, so you would say you need that even when you have, you know, a reaction that it's well controlled. Yeah. And in, you know, this theory and Roger's theory, like when you give somebody unconditional positive regard, that means that regardless of what they tell you, you regard them positively. Right. In the uh, movie Departed <laughs> with Matt Damon, he's dating a um, psychotherapist that actually um, is a psychologist for the, the the police department that he works for. Uh-huh. And so she sees cops all the time. So he's asking uh, uh, cops and criminals, <laughs> you know, court ordered and all that stuff. Right. If the cops have to use their service revolver, they're going to go see the, 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 the psych- psychologist. Mm-hmm. And they cry, you know, they're like, sure. cops cry. And he goes, sometimes I wish, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, that people would just shut up and do their jobs. Yeah, you, you signed up to be a cop, but then also she understands right. that you got to kind of look past those things. You know well, I mean? yeah, I mean yeah. that trauma is real. Now imagine is real. in Carl Rogers' case, <laughs> where he has got to be real and authentic, and he actually thinks right. that. Boom. Oh man, he's got to hold that back. And then how many of those things are distorted in your responses to them if you're right. holding that back? Well, and then that would be like your failure as a therapist, right? Yeah. Because you would have failed to provide the environment yeah. necessary so for the not, client to grow. Not only are you granting penance and and receiving the right. confession of sins, so making yourself Christ, which making is what yourself Christ, Catholic priests do, which is what right the, uh, the priest is, right? Yeah. The the altar Christus, them, yeah, making total, themselves Jesus. total. Total idolatry on both parts. We don't need another intervention like Christ intervenes for us Mm -hmm. on behalf of the the Father, for us, on our behalf. I'm so thankful that I don't have to work for my salvation. (laughs) It would be so exhausting being Gloria and Rogers. Yeah, (laughs) it really, really would be. So you can, like, you notice, too, Gloria is, like, she doesn't come off as mad, Right, the, or angry the way that she did with Fritz. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that she's like... Well, she's wanting an answer. She wants yeah. an answer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of course you do. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to go talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you want 
you want their opinion. Yeah. Didn't you go to school? Shouldn't you know what I should do? Yeah, morally? right. You so know? right. Psychology is not really about Rogers is working making himself morality. on a totally even plane yeah. with the client with the client, mm-hmm. which okay. And as a Christian, when you go to counsel a brother or a sister in Christ, mm-hmm. you are just you're just and only as saved as them. So you understand that you're you are the same. You're both image bearers, right? Yeah. You're part of that like race right. of the church. I mean, like, it, the universal body of the empathy church. is a is a tribal term. It's being re- able to relate to um, somebody um, the, in similar situations, right? Um, so as a Christian, I can relate to other Christians. Why? Well, first of all, we have a common salvation. Well, so yeah. So em- sim- yeah. that's more sim- sympathy. Like empathy would be putting yourself into the shoes of somebody else. Right. right. And so I can understand how it is to struggle with sin. You know what I mean? And maybe even your particular one. Right. And so I really think that that works tribally. It's just very sure. hard to do it outside. Agreed. Of said camp. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, I think that clip kind of embodies like the whole style, really. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have one more? We have one more, okay. uh, which is almost a continuation from the last one, uh, and you will hear him explain further what he uh, what it what it means to have him help right uh, draw and out an answer, and she gets a little frustrated. So uh, okay, l- listen, let's listen. I don't like the way I would like to feel comfortable with whatever I do. If I choose not to tell Pammy the truth, to feel comfortable that she can't handle it, and I don't. I want to be honest, and yet I feel there are some areas that I don't even accept. Mm-hmm. And if you can't accept them in yourself, how could you possibly be comfortable in telling them to her? Right. Mm-hmm. And yet, as you say, you do have these desires and you do have your feelings, but but you don't feel good about them. Right. And I, I, I have a feeling you're just going to sit there and let me stew on it, and I, I want more. Uh, I want you to help me get rid of my guilt feeling. If I can get rid of my guilt feeling about lying or going to bed with a single man, any of that, just so I can feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'd like to say, no, I don't want to let you just stew in your feelings. But on the other hand, I, I also feel that this is the kind of very private thing that I couldn't possibly answer for you but I sure as anything will try to help you work toward your own answer. Where's our, I have a cricket sound here. Do you? <laughs> no, I, I don't oh. know which pad it is, but, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> um, and we didn't even talk about like the content of what she said in the last clip. That's my bad. Well, um, I mean, it, it's from the overflow of her talking right. about lying like, to her daughter, not or, being you know, honest about the fact yeah. that she has other had, bed over at the house. She has fornicated yeah. with, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. right with a, a somebody since she had a yeah. divorce. Still so. the same topic. In fact, it's the re- it's that topic. The rest, it you know, with a few deviations here and there, but like, um, you know, she's really. <sighs> And you know this as a psychologist, the, the common error for a counselee is thinking right, that you're going to run in there and get answers. Right. And it's not really about that, you know. Right. During my experience yeah. in, in that, yeah. And and people just know just enough to know what they, sh- they should expect in that environment. Mm-hmm. And they end up projecting and presupposing about what the counselor's job is. Right. Well, most people that go to seek advice from anyone mm-hmm. are going for advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. 
help. And, and Gloria is pretty honest, black and white. Yeah, I don't she's even very know. A, clear. I don't even know a lot of people seeking counsel that would be as blunt as her. As far as can you tell me what to do? Can you just tell right. me what to do? Well, I mean, and she I, mentions that like she had been in therapy previously. She's not a. She's a newbie. Right. I mean, this is her first experience with these therapists. But yeah, I mean, she went she to is therapy. Not a therapy novice. Yeah, she went to therapy before her divorce, and now she's That's in therapy right. afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least this. Yeah. And I'm sure she was looking, you know, what do I tell my husband? Should I leave him? Um, you know, she was asked, probably asking those questions and that, at and that, that, that other therapy. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. And look at the influence somebody can have when right? somebody actually, from an unbiblical worldview, gives you the advice because they have their own view of right. human nature, right. the condition of uh, of men, and uh, the design uh, um, that he's, um, you know, that is his general makeup. And this atmosphere and environment around them. Right. Uh, they've all observed some, uh, such things. We all observe such things. And if we come to our own conclusion, it's, well, maybe you should divorce your husband. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, or it's okay. Go ahead and lie to little Pammy. Right, lie to Pammy <laughs> and keep bringing men home. Yeah. Right. So, if, like, as a Christian, mm-hmm. you would, of course, never, you would. What? Yeah. If your friend came to you and was like, well, I'm feeling really bad about bringing home one night stands mm. um and i lied to my daughter i mean goodness gracious yeah you have a lot to say yeah, yeah and i'm like about those things should okay, you feel bad right the reason <laughs> you, you feel bad there's a reason why you feel bad yeah, yeah I, I i do not like let it i do like ask, asking questions that i feel that they know sure. in the first place leading questions yeah it's like um yeah yeah i'm waiting for a judge to go leading 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 yeah. but like you know i go should you feel bad well i don't know Wait, hold on, hold on, hold right. on. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold on, Why hold do on. I feel bad? Do that, you feel bad? That causes that causes <laughs> yeah. the question, yeah. right? If you do feel how bad, how do I feel actually, yeah. and why? Yeah, yeah. Um, are, are you saying you can control your feelings, and maybe you can? So you I'm should. asking you, as a Christian, you are called to control. What do your you feelings? think happened there? Oh, you sent. Oh, oh, oh that don't make anybody feel bad. Right, conviction. Yeah. And so it's, um, and that's what the Holy Spirit does, especially as a Christian, we understand that, right. you know. And we want that. And we have no more shame. Right, right. But we do feel it. And yeah. um, and if we're living in shame, that's a problem. And if we are, uh, if we repent, if we confess our sins, he is just to forgive us. Right. We haven't gone, that doesn't condemn us. We right. can come to our Father and say, Guys, please. it's help. the most beautiful, mm-hmm. it's the most beautiful thing in all of existence. Yeah. And there's no condemnation. And it has nothing to do with you. And you're going to fall. It's a, not of any yeah. any of your own work. And you're going to fall and you're going to stumble. Now, yeah. if you're not stumbling forward, right. you need to reanalyze right, you know, right. your stumble relations. Forward. But like, yeah, it, it's the sanctification is a long and dusty and dirty road. Right. And uh, and it is narrow, yes. but it leads to life. And you're, you're going to have some scraped knees along the way. And what I mean by it, and, and hopefully it's through prayer you have bloody knees, but you are going to fall, right? So um, in those in those times, receive the counsel from the genuine Christian who loves you. And then, Christian, if you're going to give counsel, make sure you love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Have mercy, grace. Know that the Lord doesn't condemn them. Right. Either should so, you. So you shouldn't either. Oh, yeah. that was so beautifully said. Yeah. Oh, bravo. It needs to be both. You need to hold the person responsible, but you also need to be gracious. Right. So it's like. Find yeah. the balance. I al- it's it's very loving and truthful. <laughs> I also don't see any problem 
I mean, whatsoever with being transparent. Me either. I mean, if you are... I'm an open book. I've been an open yeah, book with you. Right. Yeah. We. I think both of us are oh, pretty yeah. open. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to uh, not like to be quite as vulnerable mm-hmm. you as you. <laughs> um, but, but as you get to know somebody, and this right. is going back to Roger's point in the beginning, where it's like, well, we only have a half hour. I sure hope we can accomplish. Sure. You can't be as transparent as you want because it's only 30 minutes, right? right? And you're not comfortable with somebody right off the bat to just tell them everything. Sure. You know? Some people are. I tend to be a chatterbox and long-winded, so it ends up doing it anyway. You eventually get there, you mean. Right. <laughs> but as I know you more and James and things like that, yeah, I start spilling out every little detail right. that I normally wouldn't even say to, you know, an acquaintance or somebody that I just see every Sunday. <laughs> right. But uh, Well, um, and there are levels of, like, intimacy and right, relationships. Right. So. And still, even in those deep things, you talk to James about your condition in, and in more in a deeper matter than you with me kind sure. of thing and you're of supposed course. to yeah, of right. course you so the the more the closeness right the better the transparency mm-hmm. right and so like as you're counseling yeah. your brothers and sisters in christ now, right what's odd about this is as you are molded to the image of christ and grow closer to him right he still sees Growing you like this to him he still sees you the same from front to back right and it's like, do you need to be transparent with God? Well, there is no hiding. Right. So it's not for God. Right, right, right. He <laughs> it, sees it anyway. It's so. really just to prevent you from lying. <laughs> maybe that's something that you guys need to hear, right, is yeah. you ain't hiding yeah. from the Lord. You ain't hiding. From the Lord. So you might as well get it out. Right. Um, and you might as well, um, ask, you know, plead for uh, right. a grace, but like uh, ask for forgiveness. Right. It's okay. You know, like he, he knows you're angry. Right. You know what I mean? This doesn't give you an excuse to be angry at the Lord. Mm-mm. Or a, a lot of times we go, we'll go in prayer and express your anger. Well, there is lamentation. Right. And there is, oh Lord, how long will you wait? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, we see this in the Psalms, a lamenting, a pouring out the heart. Right. Um, but we don't have a right to be mad. At God. No, we <laughs> don't. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we won't become sinfully mad. No, we will. Right. We will, yes. but we do not have the right. We don't have permission to write a, to no. whom it may concern. Absolutely letter. not. Um, <laughs> not at all. But we have to come in a bridge with reverence and fear and right. respect. And he does accept crying <laughs> and a pleading. Yes. And he does it. He do, uh, knows the best he loves you the best way to really gain a perspective so you can clear your conscience when you do this is the book of lamentations uh, the book of jeremiah mm. and the psalms mm-hmm. um, where you see despair right. being poured out right yeah and talking about bitterness my bones were rotting right, until right, right. i confessed my sins right right yeah right that festering <laughs> yeah yeah and ain't that Toxic. the truth you yeah know what i mean you know and that's hard it, it's hard to carry around and a lot of people go and, uh, you know, it's like, uh, oh, you're feeling bitter and stuff. Have you been praying? Have you claimed the promises? Have you <laughs> read scripture every day? And it's like, yeah. And, and then I can like, get, I can get pretentious as a, as a theologian and I go, oh, that's works. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, uh, <laughs> right. But those but, things are good. They mitigate those things, things are great. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, but it's sometimes you're going to suffer. It, there's nothing you can do about no, it. No. And you're like the, the except be, except be obedient. That's he, it. He has trapped you in it, and great prophets and uh, and psalmists have said, "How long, Lord, yeah. will your hand be heavy right. on me?" How long? And then exalted his name. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. mean, they had a genuine question, not like, "Yeah, yeah, oh, come on, I'm waiting." No, it's like, you are, Lord, like, help, I, I'm, help me. I'm hurting. Yeah, here. I'm in pain. So he allows he allows you and expects you as a father to lean into him. Yeah, as you as his child to 
pour out right. your sorrows and pour out that suffering and you can't keep it right. inside of you. And here, here's the thing. Sometimes he's all you got. Right. Oh yeah. And I there mean, is no one around. And right. if there is, they may not care or right. they're dealing with their own stuff. All I need is you. What's going to happen when man fails you? Right. And they, they will. will. And they will. Right. Um, so what's that hymn? The, uh, abide with me. Yeah. Abide when, in me. Yeah, abide yeah. in me. When yeah. other helpers fail and yeah. what is it when other helpers fail and I'm going to butcher it comfort flee. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But abide in me, it, it, you know, right. it's in like, life and death, O oh Lord abide it, with me. And abide that is me. John 15. I am the vine. You're the branches. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, anybody that abides in me, abides in my word, abides with me. So, um, you know, so why talk about this from the overflow of Rogers? It seems like we've deviated into <laughs> theological things. Well, this okay. is just because Rogers presupposition is what is man centered. Right. It even says it in right. their approach. Right. Client centered. It's client centered. We are Christo centered, Christ centered. Right. Right. And As that's even when I talk Christ. to you. Yeah. I have a responsibility to Christ first. Right. When and I talk my to neighbor anybody. second. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So love God. Love, love neighbor. neighbor. Right. And so when in somebody's coming to you seeking for counsel, make sure you do both. But remember, there is both aspects. Right. You need to be loving to be kind right. need to have your speech seasoned with salt there is a time Truthful. to raise there is a time to raise your voice there's a time to lower it right ecclesiastes three a time to kill a right. time for war a time there's a time for everything out of the sun so um and it's not just a song a time to yeah <laughs> yeah they stole it <laughs> from ecclesiastes. <laughs> but it's not just it's it, and then you have to have discernment so the more wisdom proverbs psalms mm-hmm. praying asking for this the better equipped you will be to love your neighbor because you love God. Right. And I'll leave off with that if there's anything else you want to say. No, I I had so much fun today. Yeah, it was a good. This, yeah. It was a good. Uh, yeah. We get to do an hour and 15 minutes long. We hope you stuck with it yeah. all. We love you. We love you so much. And uh, when you're counseling somebody. Take and, heart. And take heart. Yes. Take heart. He has overcome the world. Bye.